Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Real Metaphysical Talk. Um, I'm your host, Joan. Here we are on a brand new episode. It is the end of July um, and we are here. I have the topic of introduction to Inca shamanism. The topic came up when I was working with people. Um, let's see. My phone's blowing up. And this is all because of this recent new moon. It's, everything's going crazy. But I'll get to that in a minute. So this topic came up because at my local metaphysical store in Cleveland, Ohio, actually North Olmstead, called Goddess Elite. Um, and I got on the conversation of what is out there? What classes are available? What can we talk about? Um and so I was talking with the owner, Melissa Wiles, and she began talking about her journey in um, the Inca shamanism, different from the regular Native American shamanism. We'll get into those details in a few minutes. That's where this topic came up from. More details to come. This week, I want to give you a quick update. Didn't get to talk to you about the new moon beforehand. It happened on Sunday morning. All This new moon in Leo. Okay, we've had that happen. We're still feeling the effects of it. There's crazy stuff going on. We've got Mars in Leo. We've got, um, I believe Uranus is going retrograde soon. It's actually stationary now. Uranus is the planet of change and upheaval, things going on. But this new moon is all about taking pride in yourself as a unique individual, becoming um, giving of yourselves, becoming warm and expressive, creative, being generous, um, talking about being hospitable, authoritative, taking action, being open. These are just traits. This is what's happening. But these are areas also that you need to improve on in your life. Where do you need to focus? Energy, now is the time to make huge changes. This next month, astrologically, is a big time. We're going to see endings happening, beginning starts, changing the direction of your life. What is it that you want to focus on? We've got to harness this energy so that we can move forward. The solar eclipse next month is what we're aiming for. So anything that you plant now seed-wise in your life, you're going to see massive changes by the end of August. And Melissa, I know you have a few things lined up. And in fact, right now, let's bring you on. Uh, Melissa Wiles? Yes. Hi there. Hey, Joan. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Good. So welcome to Real Metaphysical Talk. And let's for- talk about <laughs> you. You have plenty of things happening in your life. I know there's big changes. There's been crazy energy lately. But there has. Um, and just this new moon was a really good, strong new moon. A lot of stuff happened pretty quickly if you were manifesting with it. So it was a very good new moon. Correct. Now, with regards to manifestation and, and creating a path for yourself, let's talk about this Inca shamanism that you're involved in. Yeah. So um, just recently went through, um, you know, eight months apprenticeship with uh, Don Zane Kerfman. Um, probably one of the best programs that I have been through. 
um, and actually getting ready to start the master part of this here um, in the beginning of August. But um, it, it's a great, great program if anybody's ever interested in learning a more ancient, traditional way of connecting into nature. How does this shamanism or this, um, how do I want to put this, this study differ from that of the Native American shamanism that everybody typically knows? Well, there's not the typical wheel like which you'll see um, in some of the Native traditions. Um, the Incas work a lot with a uh, a mesa, which is like your, your working table. Um, and it is divided into different sections, but it's more elemental um, mm-hmm. and relates to different parts of the body as well. Um, but because of the Spanish coming in um, and bringing Christianity, they also will look at it from a Christian standpoint as well. So if you're looking at the Mesa from the south point of it, and if you were to take Christ and lay him down uh, face first on the table, then the wind area is your mind and um, the center is your heart. Your water, which is your emotion, will hit over by um, you know the heart area as well, mm-hmm. earth being mother, being the southern part down by the feet, and then sun being, you know, your right hand, you're more um, energetic. So there, you can have your Christian influence in with it as well. And they're perfectly accepting and okay to say, well, you can be a Christian and a good nature worker as well, because it all comes from the same source anyway. Um, oh, but yeah, that's okay, probably the good. biggest difference. Well, we know shamanism... And basically, I found this not, you know, no joke. It's shamanism.com. It has, um, there is an ancient, it's a ancient healing tradition, just basically like a way of life. The way, like you said, it's you're connecting with nature and really all of creation. And it's it's funny because I'm reading this and I'm reviewing some of this, and just got into the Game of Thrones. So, a lot of their traditions, and mind you, it's a book and it could be fantasy, but if you look back into history. Many people dealt with nature gods, water gods, different types of gods. So the shamanism, even the type that you're looking at, the Peruvian Incan shamanism, very ancient, very has a really long history. Can you shed some yes. light on that? Well, I mean, it, this, the, the Caro are the ones um, up in the Indian mountains down by Cusco are the ones who mm-hmm. are pretty much carrying this. Um, this tradition. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're way up in the mountains. And so that that's how ancient this is. These are the people up in the mountains that are just now really civilization starting to find them and learn. Um, But because of a lot of the old teachers, you know, dying off the, the younger generations, not really wanting to carry on. It's not the cool thing to do. Some of the tradition is slowly. So they are starting to go ahead and initiate, um, the people from the north, the, the Westerners coming in and teaching us the way to hopefully keep this tradition alive and to bring humanity back into that, that sacred old ancient tradition of being connected in with the earth and the energies of it and all of the beings. Um, in this tradition, everything is alive, that tree, that mountain, that water, and it all has something to teach you and, and can answer questions for you. So, I mean, it is that old. 
that everything is alive. We're all connected to it. You just have to learn to listen. Interesting. It, it, it's, it sounds similar to what we would know as connecting with our higher self. Yeah. And listening, you know, maybe, being able to, maybe to... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, being able to step out of your your conscious mind and get into that subconscious and finding that flow of where that knowledge is and, you know, what can you learn from the energy of what's around you. So, um, you know, getting into your higher self, talking and getting your information and, and knowing and being confident in that you got the answer that you needed, regardless if it was from, you know, a teacher sitting in front of you who's a human or is it that ancient oak in your front yard? Very interesting. Um, can you provide us with the basics? Let's talk about the types of levels that there are in this. Well, there's the two main levels. There's the Pampa Masayuk, which these are, um, for lack of better words, priests. They're considered a third level. Um, they are diviners, and they use a lot of uh, coca leaves, um, you know, throwing coca leaves down or shells. And that's how they'll get their answers is through some form of ritual and divination. Um, And they're considered a low table. Um, What I am trained at is the fourth level, the um, Altima Sayuk. And um, that is where you learn to connect in to the higher consciousness beings of everything around you, finding that information, connecting to it without having to do um, ceremony divination throwing things you know throwing leaves down or shelves down in a certain way in order to get your answer um neither one is considered higher than the other um they're considered equal um you know Mm -hmm. it's just what which one do you feel most comfortable operating in now the mastery program that i'm getting ready to to embark in is learning that pampa masayuk that third level tradition so that in with healing somebody if you have a person who is very um, ceremonial in, in their beliefs and they come looking for help, they may not be as open to me getting a healing if I'm able to just kind of connect in and go, okay, well, here's the issue and this is what we need to do. We need to let go of this and I just need you to, you know, answer this or hold the stone and let go because there's not a big ceremony. So they're going to be doubtful and they're going to be closed off. But if I mm-hmm. can do uh, you know an elaborate ceremony or do some sort of divination they're going to be more open and willing to accept the answers and the healing and take it in fully so um that that's the biggest difference if you were going to compare the two in a healing is what from what consciousness is the person that you're trying to help are they a third level are they a fourth level and again neither one's better it's just where are they at and where you're coming from and how you connect to that person, really. Right, right. You know, you can't connect and help them heal if you're aiming too high or too low of where they're at and what they need. You'll completely miss the mark and, um, you know, it's not beneficial for them or for you for that matter because you weren't able to help them. With, what could you have learned from them in helping them because you, you didn't meet them where they needed you? 
How long specifically? You said you were involved, you had studied for eight months. How long does um, training take? Um, is there a specific time frame that, you know, your teacher will aim for? Or can you just break it apart and make it as long as you want? Normally. I mean, we're um, always on journeys, really. Right. I mean, this is still an ongoing. I still have aha moments when I go back and reread notes or re-listen to recordings. Like, oh, wow, I, I think of this in a completely different way now. Um, it mm-hmm. was the, the program that I was going through was, you know, um, about four hours on a Friday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday for eight weekends. Um, and it was uh, some online like video conferencing and everything that we had to do too. And we had homework in between. So it was pretty intensive. Normally, you know, you're traveling down to Peru and you're going up in the mountains and you're finding your, you know, your, your teacher and you may be there a week or a month and they're really only giving you one lesson at a time. So it can take years before you get finished. Um, unfortunately with how fast, this tradition is somewhat dying out. They're, they're kind of being forced to speed it up a little bit. Um, and Zane um, put this program together, and we were kind of like a trial run um, just to see who could stick with it, who, you know, could we really grab it. And most of us, you know, have taken it and run with it, and we have the aha moments, and, you know, we're coming back and we're getting the mastery. Um, but normally this would take years. And a lot of people in our program, because of how tensive this was, you know, they were taking Monday and Tuesday off just to recuperate from, you know, these long, intensive weekends. Some of them, mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm. by Sunday night, you know, you're just exhausted from the energy work that you're practicing, that he's giving to you, the knowledge that's coming down, and it, it's very intensive. But normally you would be trekking around in the mountains in Peru and doing these lessons in person with a translator and getting what you can and then going home. And when, when is the next time that you can make a trip down to the Peru, you know, into the mountains before you get your next one. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's very intensive and it's, it's still an ongoing learning. And I'm still, you know, at times emailing Zane and going, well, in this, on this weekend, we said this, and here's the experience I have But recently this has came up and I'm relating it this way. And, you know, many little conversations and many classrooms still partake to this day. Wow. So before I get into more of the specifics, can you tell us about the um, where this actually started? You'd mentioned to me in our conversation about the royal line and how it was passed down originally. Yeah. Um, this particular lineage, um, you know, the Inca was the ruler. And, you know, they were also shamans in this way. And the way you became Inca is that you had to be able to glow the brightest in dark. Now, fun little fact, we, all humans are bio, you know, luminescent. We glow in the dark. Our eyes are just too weak to see it. Um, but these trained shamans could actually make themselves grow or glow, I'm sorry, and that's one of the levels of consciousness that as a shaman you're trying to reach, ultimately getting to the seventh level, which is like the Christ where you can resurrect, where you can miraculously heal, you know, you can move through time and whatnot. Um, so the lineage and that we have from myself to, to Zane to Don Prado and on can be traced back 
to one of the last Ekin rulers. So this particular lineage is the most original and ancient from that area. Um, hasn't been changed, hasn't been tampered with. Um, a lot of the ceremony that we do use and the calling of the, the different elements and the chants that are used are actually in the Quechuan language that they speak. Um, so it's, it's that, that old coming from that royal lineage from the Incan rulers. Wow, that's really nice. Um, let's talk about the body system. You mentioned before um, that the system is similar to the chakra system. What um, can you explain? Well, they have similar energy spots on the body, um, just not as many. Um, so you have one at the base of your tailbone. Um, well, actually, first off, they're called Nawis, which is Quechua for eyes. Um, and you have one at your tailbone. And this is where when you're working with uh, water, which would be Mama Unu, or the moon, which would be Mama Kia, that is where the energy would come into your, to your body and where you would flow it back and forth between her and yourself is at the base of your tailbone. Then at your navel, um, which is what they would call like your Cusco, your eye, um, is where you would call in earth, which is Pachamama. Um, at your heart area is where you would call in Inti, which is the sun. Your throat would be Waira, which is wind. And your eyes up is where you would call in and work with Wiracocha, which is like your, your source, your creator God. And the colors are a little different. Um, water is black. Um, the earth is brown, brownish red. Your heart or inti would be gold. Waira at the throat would be blue. So that one's kind of similar. And mm -hmm. um, the crown or wearacocha is purple. So similar yet different and in, in fewer. Um, they also consider your past is the front of the body. So the whole front of you is your past. You can see it. You know what you've done. Your past. The sides of you is your present. That's what you're enacting right now. And your future is actually your back because you haven't been there. You can't see it. You don't know what it is. So while you can kind of look over your shoulder and see a little bit that you're, you know, where you're planning, but you haven't been there, so you don't know. So for them, your future is behind you. Which makes sense because, we, like you said, we have seen everything happen. That's our past. Yeah, that makes sense. And we're walking mm -hmm. away from it backwards, but we're walking away from what we've already done, really. Times, you know, if, if people are having issues trying to get to where, you know, things are trying to manifest or bring in, you would kind of address the present to, you know, their sides, to their back, you know, what's holding them to getting to what's behind them. So physically and working, mm -hmm. that's where you would start to a degree. Maybe some in the past if you've got some issues from childhood, but a lot of that's going to carry over onto the back of the person or behind them because that's their future. So you have to clear getting to the back. Hmm. Very good. Um, you had mentioned the Mesa. 
and having setting up the wind, the earth, and the, and the different areas. This would be your altar? Yeah, for lack of better, like your altar, your working table. Um, what, you, what you would do a lot of your work on, it can be anything small enough to just sit on a coffee table that you just kind of keep your, your implements, or you could lay the whole thing out bigger on the floor and you could actually do the healing work with the person sitting on it or laying on it having them lay different ways depending on what you're healing them with or for. So there's really no set size for your Mesa. Now you yourself have a Mesa set up in the store and is mm-hmm. it something like, okay, say for example, I have candles set up at home and I can light a candle for specific intentions and have that going of course when I'm home um, or have, stone set up in a, in a particular setting just to have that constantly working with my intentions. Does the Mesa work the same way? You can. I mean, I, I, I can call in my elements and my um, guides for it and leave it kind of working, turned on, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and you can kind of put it into like a sleep mode. So sometimes when I'm leaving for the night, if I don't need it to be working 24 hours, I'll kind of like put it into to sleep and leave it there and then come back the next morning and go, okay, well, I need to, to restart this candle or I have a new thing that somebody needs help with. And since they can't be here physically for me to work on them, I'm going to do it from a distance and I'm going to put the candle and, you know, what else I may feel necessary for them you know, on a certain spot in the Mesa corresponding to what I need to do and kind of call everything in and get those energies flowing and creating like this third dimensional working space that, that is bringing part of that person's consciousness here to be in that working area and getting that healing or that help that they need while they're off doing what they need. Um, so I usually leave it set up at the store because I'm, I'm usually at work more often than I'm home. So I leave it here to make it easier to use it as needed and, and to tend to it. You know, there's, there's little spirits that, you know, partake into this. So, you know, you care for them like you would anything else that you want to work with. Mm-hmm. Any experiences that you can share? Maybe, um, um, I don't know, anything like surprising, out of the ordinary. I mean, every experience that we have either is an aha, like you said, an aha moment or, wow, this really happened, something that you can share with the listeners? Um, well, you know, I will say in the beginning of the program, I was not, um, I was interested, but I wasn't full feed in. This is great. It was just kind of like, uh, it's a class going on in the store. You know, I'll go through it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember if it was the second or the third weekend. Um, we had our trip out to a metro park and we were climbed up on some stones. And that particular weekend, our teacher, Zane, was going to call in Inti, the sun, and, you know, connect it into us and kind of anchor it in, into the Inca seed. And it was overcast. It was dreary. It was rainy. It was kind of a miserable day. But, you know, we were all having a good time. We were all, you know, learning and it was interesting. So, we were we were still having fun, but here we are up on these, you know, wet, slippery rocks, and he's going to call the sun, and I'm like, whatever, sure he is. Um, <laughs> so he has all of us stand there, you know, we're going to close our eyes, and he's going to call in, you know, the sun, and, you know, he's going to put his, his little mini Kintu Mesa on us and anchor it in there. 
So, you know, he tells us to close our eyes, and I'm always that student. I have one eye closed and one eye squinted open because I'm going to watch what's going to happen. Sure. And sure enough, you know, he starts calling an inti and, and, and bringing an inti in and kind of, you know, giving that friendly command to come here. And I'll be damned if those clouds did not part and that sun came in and shone where we were standing and, you know, that beam of light came into his mesa, his kintu, and he anchored it in. And when he was done, he held it back up and gave the thanks and the, it clouded back over again. And I'm like, holy cow, I'm in it. This is, this is mm-hmm. awesome. I'm in. Um, so old, so old. You know, since, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the man is, is the shit and I'm, I'm learning this. Um, I've seen little, you know, spirits kind of come and go off the Mesa during classes coming in in the morning and like his Mesa, he would leave it set up overnight, you know, at the store and ours were all set up in a circle around and I'm coming in as the first one and kind of turning on lights and, you know, I can look over and I can see, you know, the mist of the spirits kind of coming up off of the, the main Mesa and just kind of dissipating and wandering away. And when asking him and he goes, Oh yes, those were, spirits and ancestors coming and holding space while we were gone all night. And now that we're in and you were the first one in, they, you know, they vacated so we can do our class. So it's, it's, it's been, it's been very interesting. Wow. That's amazing. That is something I'm now I'm totally sold on. I'm interested in connecting with nature, just being outside, you know, taking the walk in the Metro parks or your local park or neighborhood. If it's a quiet neighborhood, it's great to connect sitting at the lake. Another way, I know many people if they're by the ocean, and as, as I'm speaking to you right now and looking out my window, I see a doe walking through a parking lot. Not kidding. <laughs> so i got to go talk to nature after the show. Something about that and, and really walking in between cars. So that's strange. I've, never, I've not seen a deer in the year that I've been here so far. I've heard about them, but not seen them. I know that they're around. Anyhow, um, there's a sign. Definitely something I'm interested in. I know many listeners, at least thank you for presenting the information. Now, being the owner of Goddess Elite in North Olmsted, Ohio, I know you have a webpage. Yes, goddesselite.com. Oh, um, same name you. for on Facebook as well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, all right. I know that you have weekly classes available. You have readers coming in all the time. We have this Sunday, if you're in the Cleveland area, a um, psychic fair where I'll be there present doing hand chakra therapy with some essential oils. We do. You have what? Seven or eight readers? Ten readers, maybe? Yeah, usually seven to ten um, readers. One or two healers. We kind of run the gamut on the. Um, on the fair days, um, yourself included. So lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Tons of fun and plenty of things to look at. If you are not in the Cleveland area, you can always jump online. You can go to Facebook and see any of the pictures of the store. If there's something that you're looking for specifically, feel free to go to goddesselite.com. You can contact Melissa through her webpage. You can also contact her via Facebook, um, like the store page. Don't forget to like Real Metaphysical Talk. Um, and anything that you're looking for, if she doesn't have it, she'll certainly find it for you. Again, yeah, Melissa, I'm pretty good at finding those off-the-wall stuff. <laughs> well, thank you for having yes, me. Yes, you are. You have a huge variety of that store. 
All right. Thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate the information, and I really appreciate you taking sure. the time. Sure, and thank you for All having right. me. Great. And All we right. will definitely talk with you. We'll talk with you soon. So as Melissa's here on hold, and we're finishing up this show, listeners, come back next week. We will be back again live. We have Mama Davina on presenting information on developing yourself, like self-awareness, harnessing your true power. So be here next week live, Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Um, and if you can't make it live, don't forget, we always have the archives. You can find us on iTunes. There's always Blog Talk archives. And if you follow me on Facebook through Real Metaphysical Talk, you can go back through the posts. I've got links to all the shows out there as well. Have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.